0: Number four, week number four, week number four. We throw up double deuces, double peace signs like we're Richard Nixon because I promise we are not crooks. I promise we're not. We just had a horrible, horrible week three here on the Sunday card. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, Lemon Pepper Lou, Paracone. The trio is back together. That makes me feel a lot better. We haven't had the trio back in week one. Yeah. Can you believe that? I mean, we we needed everybody back together to put our – our thinking caps on, maybe using our brain. Maybe we were using our brains a little too much last week, Maddie, with with like Justin Fields, right? We were just using it too much. Uh, bad week in week three. Maddie goes two and three. I go abysmally one and four. And we even screwed up, lose, bet the narrative pick in the Magic Money Line for like Although the under the weather is three and oh, I will say that. So that has been good to us. But we're going to have to do some cleanup on aisle five, Matt.
1: Yeah, I mean your your meteorology skills cannot be doubted, but um <laughs> man, uh maybe go back to no mind melds again because uh 0 3 on the mind melds and the worst loss of uh you know for for a team I rooted for and and worse as far as uh losing the spread bet, not even oh. coming close, uh, and a 70 point scoring effort, which we have not seen since the 60s. Um Pretty bad, pretty bad, especially in staying up to to Monday, uh, Monday night game and Sunday night game that weren't that good and that we shouldn't have had to stay up for. And like the Raiders gave us false hope at the end, except for uh, <laughs> we'll get to your boy, Josh McDaniels. I mean, maybe not the final nail in the coffin, but. Um, it does help to have at least football math um, it, it, if you're going to be a good head coach, as you claim that he is. Um, and I will no longer claim that Russell Wilson is a good quarterback or that the Broncos have a good defense anymore. But uh, not that great of a week three. Not that great of a no. week three. But I think Lou is here to uh, keep us in check. And like I think things are going to bounce back now from here on.
0: Lou, can you keep us in check this week, please? Don't
2: 1966, 1966, Matt. We haven't seen a 70-point <laughs> before my parents were born. The Jets won a Super Bowl more recently, all right? And, and first off, he could have set the record, too, and he wanted to show respect to Sean Payton on the other side. You know, some might say the worst coaching job I've ever seen. It's simply incredible. It's it's just incredible. But, uh, yeah, I'm here to keep you in check, clean up on aisle four, aisle five. Yeah. Let's uh, hope. No more mind melts. No more. No more. All right? Get back to it. Get back to the winning ways.
1: We don't know until we know. We don't know until we know. Yeah, absolutely. A horrible coaching performance by Vance, Joseph.
0: I agree. <laughs> but I know and, and truth. That is really the truth because the Broncos did move the football. The Dolphins just moved it easily, easily. Like, like it, it was like they were throwing on air. It was unbelievable to give up 70 points in a game. And then Mike White comes in and also scores touchdowns. Like, and just what, and they get a kick return and then bang right off the bat. A-Chain, A-Chan, however you pronounce the guy's name now. I don't know how there's discrepancy on that. He's going crazy, the young rookie. I mean, it was unbelievable. And when you put it in the context of the Jets have won a Super Bowl more recently than somebody's scored that many points, that is a massive, massive stat.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's A-Chan. It's a swift, you know, just another uh, side fantasy note for uh I I did drop him in both of my leagues that I've been to uh, partially due to not wanting to drop Justin Fields. So really, really, um, really in a tough spot with my guy. I hope that that is, I hope that a just doesn't perform at all for the rest of the year. Um, You know, with Jeff Wilson and everybody else, Savannah coming back, but uh, no promises there as he is a rookie running back. And they tend to take off after they break out. So Mm -hmm. Uh, in a world where everybody needs running backs to drop one like that is very very difficult.
0: A little painful, a little painful. Uh, that was not the only painful one though this week. Uh, me and Lewis went up against each other Jets Pats. Uh, the fact that I sat through that whole game was a, a travesty and it really shows my sickness, I feel like to watch a watch an offensive performance like that. And I think the worst part of it is is like the Pats actually played pretty decent. It's just they couldn't get anything in the second half. The Jets, like, I get it, Rodgers is gone, but if you think about what they've done this summer, they decided not only to bring Rodgers in, but they also gave Alan Lazard a job, Randall Cobb a job, Tim Boyle, the third-string quarterback, a job, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, a job. They brought all these guys in only to get Aaron Rodgers and not thinking, hey, what happens if Aaron Rodgers goes down? Is there chemistry there? Like, there's no chemistry. And I just think, and I'm not trying to harp on you, Lou, Zach Wilson might be the worst quarterback I've ever watched. Like, I, I Legitimately the worst quarterback I've ever watched.
2: He might be. He might be. I think Justin Fields has a lower QBR right now. Uh, not to pick on Matt a little bit. But uh, we have no line, though. That, that was the biggest fear. You know, I said it all during yeah. – Preseason, everything I said, don't get the hopes up too much. I've been a Jets fan for a long time. We have no offensive line. Not that Zach Wilson's gonna get anything done anyway. There's no line that he's got no time. What do you want? You know? And we're playing Bill Belichick, who does this to us every single time. Who cares who's at quarterback? He's just got our number. Just an ugly game. I think I stopped watching at halftime. I think they stopped Good. showing the red zone. So it yeah, that was a mess.
0: They brought they had it. They had a Hail Mary chance that almost scored at the end. Like it literally was in Cobb. If Cobb doesn't slip. He catches that Hail Mary. It was unbelievable how bad that game was and it came down to that. Um, but man, a 64% pressure rate by the Patriots on Sunday. 64%. It was unreal. Uh so that was an absolute dumpster fire. And we'll get into the weekly in review uh as we go forward here. Like I said, Matt was two and three. So Matt, we'll we'll start with you since you did a little bit better a job, and that was one of your wins. Uh, Patriots, you were right with it. You got a safety at the end, cashed it over, and the hail mary. Thank God it didn't go through. I would have ripped my sofa out of my house, thrown it through a window because the Pats really deserved to win that game.
1: Yeah, I get you know get right spot always for the for the Patriots is is Zach Wilson. Not necessarily Jets, but definitely Zach Wilson. Uh, they are known for demolishing him. So I'm glad that they hung on for dear life and that the defense got the job done because their offense. Also, still not good.
0: Yeah, not great. Did a couple of things better in the first half, but second half couldn't do anything. Zeke was the only person that did anything in the second half for for the Patriots offense. And then you got your number one right, Texans. That was an outright winner. So that could have gone – I mean, talk about another big favorite, you know, winning outright back-to-back weeks. We had Cardinals last week. We had Texans this week at 9.5, closed at 7.5, beat the Jags outright. So that was a big one.
1: Yeah no uh, no Card- like Cardinals was this past week. As oh well. I'm sorry no there was yeah.
0: two. I'm, I apologize.
2: Yeah, I was gonna that say
1: that's it. you have, you have one that's one that one win <laughs> too. Yeah no we had that uh, Colts which we didn't touch the Colts at all which is crazy. Um, but yeah I mean the Texans CJ Stroud CJ Stroud looked pretty good and that defense that defense is alive. Will Anderson Jr is a already like a game wrecker in mm. the NFL. Um, so
0: Texans frisky. frisky frisky little team no question about it. Let's get to the losers. Uh, we all were on the same losers. I had one more though, Vegas. Like we talked about Matt and, and I'll just hit all three of them. And then we can talk about them. Vegas, horrible coaching decisions at the end. Jimmy G though, was worse than McDaniels in this game. Jimmy G made some horrendous, horrendous decisions with the football cost his team, the game. And the Raiders just never attempted even to run the football. It was very disappointing. Bucks. Mike Evans had the drop season. That was horrible. Never had a chance Uh, maybe a little bit of a run at the end there, but again, just horrible. And obviously we've already talked about the Broncos, uh, which we don't need to talk about anymore because that was awful.
1: Yeah. I mean, the bucks, I thought that, I thought that Baker looked decent. I actually think that they looked fairly good in that game outside of Mike Evans. I mean, he had the best receiving game, but at the same time, he dropped, I mean, crucial third downs, red zone, red zone opportunities they dropped and they just kept like, and, and they put a good fight against the Eagles on the defensive side. You know, they had that early, uh, Fourth down, they got you know, a turnover on downs uh, deep in their own end early on. Um, but eventually they just kind of – one of those things, they gave the Eagles too many chances, I think, and they just weren't able to keep the ball moving on on offense and eventually like, they were going to just break through. Um, and then, the yeah, the Raiders – I mean, can, McDaniels literally said after the game that they needed to score twice when they were down eight points. Do you have anything in response to Josh McDaniels saying that he doesn't know that two-point conversions exist?
0: yeah. I, I it, it kind of broke my brain because I actually didn't see it until the next day. I turned it off because I thought, okay, it's dead. Like we're not, we're not getting this. And uh, I actually turned it off. I think right after the penalty on the first kick because I, I thought, okay, well, or right before that rather. So I'm like, all right, well, that's done. You know, we're not getting this. And I didn't understand it then. And then he does it again, and I wake up the next day. I, I don't know. I, I really was disappointed. I thought they would run the ball better and force it to run. Try to challenge the Steelers, and they didn't. And that was that was more of the egregious part to me. And putting the ball in Jimmy's hands more often than not was, you know, that's not their game. That's not their game. Get your best player the football.
1: And they made Kenny Pickett look good for the first time, yes. um, all year. I mean, their defense. Uh, uh, and now we got messy stuff with Chandler Jones going on. I, I, I oh, did, uh, I, I another some, thing, some craziness going on there. But yeah, I mean, they, they that again. The Raiders organization is a mess. newsflash. flash. I mean they're just a full mess.
0: 25 years, 25 20 years really going on with with all that. Uh I had the same exact losses Denver, we mentioned it. Tampa, we mentioned it. Vegas, we mentioned it. Just one and four for me. Uh but the one of the losses that we need to talk about, how about the dumb off ball between the Chargers and the Vikings? I mean, it just when you thought the Chargers were going to dumb off again, Kirk Cousins says, "Hold my beer," and throws an interception at the goal line. Ball gets tipped. Lots of stupid decisions by Staley down the stretch of that game, but he comes out of it very, very lucky. The,
1: the The Vikings' ability to lose football games is just impressive. Because I mean, and the go ahead touchdown, what bounced? It really could have been an interception for the Vikings, mm-hmm. and it bounced off of him three different ways. And right into uh the receiver's hands. I can't remember who it was at that point, but right into his hands and just walled straight into the end. zone. I think it was Josh Palmer. And it was just like, man, oh man. The, the, I mean, it was it was a battle again
0: for who wanted to lose that game more. And on top of it, I lose Mike Williams in fantasy after losing Nick Chubb the week before. So it is tough pickings for me right now. But I did get one win, and the best win we had was an easy target, plus 12 and a half. The Arizona Cardinals, we told you we like that scheme. They were putting Rondell Moore and Hollywood Brown in the backfield. Josh Dobbs is running like he's Lamar Jackson. Like, look out, man. They're 3-0 ATS. Watch out. I know. Who do they crown? Who do they crown? the? I crowned the, the
1: Rams, the Atlanta Falcons last year. I think yeah. it's the Cardinals. I think it's I clearly – it I think it's the Cardinals this year. They're just going to keep covering, and everybody's going to go, there's no way they keep covering. And now we have them 14 points against San Francisco this week. Yeah. Very interesting. We'll see if anybody touches that line.
0: Yeah, we will see. No question about it. Under the weather hits barely with the Colts upsetting the Ravens. Ravens just can't hold on to the football right now. That's that's a. They made so many mistakes in that game. And how about Matt Gay? Five field goals for the Colts, nailing them in the rain. Uh, huge one there for him as well. So
1: like, as that game was like early on, uh, we were watching. Me and Lou were watching with our buddy Nick, and he literally goes. Nobody fumbles the ball more than the Ravens, and like the next play, hey, they, the next play true. they fumbled, and they just kept fumbling. And I was like, "It's, it's got to do something with like all their skill position players are just like light, like they're all lighter speed guys. They don't got yep. a lot of like strong guys to hold the ball." Um Man, they were—he literally like called it, and he had the Ravens in that game. So I mean, it was—he was, just, oh, he, no he was asking for it. As soon as he threw that X out there on them.
0: Oh, that's horrible. they really do. They have the Duvernays and the Nelson Aguilars and the like guys like that. Don't soft, don't hold on to the ball very well. Like it's a lot that they are very and even Lamar. Lamar's very the same. Right. Like, you know, a little breadbasket. That's that's that he's not holding on to the ball that well. They gotta get better with that. Same with the Vikings, obviously. Uh, as we said, the under the weather hits magic money parlay, money line parlay. Uh, obviously dead, a double loser with the bears. I'm sorry, the bears do no, we have the bears? Broncos? The Broncos, I'm sorry, that was even worse. Could have you might as well have said Bears. Uh the Broncos. <laughs> and then the Bucks uh losers on Monday night. So that was tough. And we kind of screwed you, Lewis. I I'm sorry. We really should have kept the Eagles in, not the Vikings.
2: It, it's all right. It's my fault. I, for everybody listening, I was at the biggie having a couple beverages and then a baked potato. Uh I wasn't thinking <laughs> straight. Yeah, what do you want? I told the guys pick for me, but I did say the Eagles. I think it was minus four and a half, but my own fault. It's, you know, I trusted the team. I trusted the guys. What can I do?
0: Yeah. You got to be in attendance uh, or else something's going to happen. You know, I mean, what are you, you going to do? So uh we're a loser on that one as well. Matt, I just want to go through something. I came out with my power ratings this week, and I'll just go through them really quick. And not like all of them. I'll just give you kind of the gist factor. And I know you're looking at them. Top five power ratings for this week. I had the Bills number one, uh 49ers two, Cowboys three. I had the Browns at four, Eagles at five. Those are my top five where the demarcation line for me ends with like teams that are like, you know, if we we're going to tier them, I would have the Dolphins six chief seven. And then I'd have a line right there after that. That would be where it is. Uh, if you're looking through this, just like quick thoughts on, on this ratings and, and we'll post it on the Twitter later this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, I again the big, big one for me there is the Browns. I keep harping on them and I, I just really like their defense so much this year. I mean, they're, they're, impressive at every level and to be that high in your rankings i know that this takes in offensive and defensive stats so you have a lot of people you know i'm sure you know one of the bigger gripes is dolphins are six and they just put up 70 and it's like well again their defense is not is not fantastic and and you have to play on both sides of the ball And, and the browns being four with how not great that you know not elite their offense is just shows you what next level that their defense is and how much it elevates that team um, as far as at these power rankings bills, I think is going to aggravate a lot of people at number one because they lost the Jets week one. But that's just one of those bad matchups. Uh, and they have had two teams to absolutely bully around the past two weeks and the yeah. Raiders and and the commanders and the commanders. I mean, last week didn't touch on that game because we didn't bet on it. But, I mean, they just embarrassed Sam Howell and brought them way back down to earth. Um, nine so sacks I,
0: in that game, nine yeah, sacks
1: uh, the Bills. brutalized him. Um, so their offensive line can't block anything. But I think the Bills, uh, again, got right after week one. Uh, and, I mean, we could see them go a serious run here uh, for a little while uh, if they get through this game this week.
0: Yeah, no question about it. I think the Browns actually are a bigger outlier on defense than the Dolphins are on offense. Yeah, uh, I have the Bills rated below the Dolphins on offense, but they're one and two. Uh, Dolphins are my highest-rated offense, but it's not actually that far apart. Like the Bills and Dolphins are actually close in terms of offense, and then strength of schedule factored in, like what they're doing by the numbers. The Dolphins and Bills are not that far apart. Dolphins are far apart in some of the statistics, sure, but when the numbers are rented out by the rating system, like it's it's really not that you know far out there. Uh, and the bills are much higher rated defensively. So the browns by far have a very very like historically good. Like I don't think they've allowed 10 first downs in a game so far this year at all. So
1: yeah, I mean was, and up until last week they hadn't even allowed one red zone visit. Um yeah. and, and the you know they got they gave up one to the titans and it was the one field goal they gave up all game.
0: Yeah. I mean they're playing Unbelievable defense in Cleveland. So, uh,
1: Broncos, number 30, too high? Way too high. Yeah, I don't, know where you, I don't know where you're coming up with those numbers. They are bad on every side of the ball. I get that game clearly wasn't on Russ. Again, the defense, it's it, – to, to have, like, the one thing you know about the Broncos over the past 10 years is the defense, and then you bring back in a coach that was there as a head coach previously and just can't get anything. I mean, they, they are not getting any pressure on the quarterback at all. Uh, teams are just deciding you just don't throw it to the side of the field that Sertan is on and you can do whatever you want against this defense.
0: Yeah. There's no, I, I don't know where their defense has gone. I mean, this, this was a really good defense last year. I think, I think last year, I think there was a stat that came out that said if last year in their first 11 games, if they had averaged 18 points a game, they would have gone 10 and one of those games. I mean, yep. is, that's crazy how good their defense was. Uh, and this year it's just complete ball from grace. So like Garrett Bowles says, man, he's tired of losing. So at some point, you got to win. So it, it's not looking good in that locker room. All right, let's get to the picks this week. As we said, Maddie is uh, two and three from last week, which makes his record nine, five and one. So he's still at 60%. I just fall a hair behind the 500 mark. I'm seven and eight. And uh, obviously, Lewis at one and two. Magic Moneyline parlay, still looking for that first win. But remember, we only have to hit a couple over the year. Bet the narrative is one and two under the weather is three and oh let's keep it going baby not a lot of weather this week but we'll try, Maddie you are the winner from last week so I say to you once again for the third week in a row pick or punt I'm gonna punt this week I usually always pick I'm gonna okay. punt. Um, put it in your court put the ball in your court I like it because this game stinks Ooh. I don't like this game and and remember. Danny Models is back. So Danny Models is supposed to go by his model, right? I mean, that's what, that's what my model is telling me to do. However, this is the one game on the docket that I'm going against my model because I think my model is a little bit can't, can't measure this, I think. I was going to lean on another game that has a horrible quarterback that I just will not I, – I just can't get there and can't bet him, so I put him on my leans. And that was telling me, take that team. It's not telling me to take this team. Matt, the only reason I'm taking this team is because these two teams' coaches are basically the equivalent of the Republican debate tonight that's happening. They are the most conservative coaches in the league when it comes to offensive football. I'm taking the Patriots plus seven against the Cowboys. I think that that is the reason why is because these offensive, the offensive strategy, the offensive scheme, is just conservative for both teams. And I'll tell you how, how conservative these two teams are. Matt, these two teams are two of the top three teams in third downs per game. New England is number two in third downs per game. Dallas is tied for third. They both get like 15 or 16 third down opportunities per game. That tells me that they are really conservative. They're trying to dink and dunk their way down the field. That's what McCarthy's system does. Sure, they can be explosive, the Cowboys, but these are very similar teams. I mean, the similarities to these two teams are striking. Uh, Both teams have good but only semi-healthy offensive lines with a desire to run the football, set up intermediate play action calls with occasional deep balls. That's the exact offense that these two teams run. Both teams have one excellent and one very good pass rusher Parsons, who's elite of the elite, Judon, who's excellent. And then they also have one very good pass rusher, Lawrence for the Cowboys. I put Uche up there for the Patriots, who's been very good at pressure rate. Um, They both have identical pressure rates 29%. They have the same exact pressure rate. It's crazy. Uh, But the one weakness of Dallas is their run defense. Their run defense is tough, they're giving up 5.3 yards per carry. New England has to find a running game. They've been running everything out of shotgun. Everything has been an RPO action game without any threat of the R. It's been a P.O. rushing game, um, pretty much. I mean, that's it, all it is. And and they, they found it with Zeke a little bit in the second half against the Jets. And the Jets have a great front. And they were kicking Strange's ass. I mean, Quinton Williams was kicking his ass. I think Strange is also a little hurt. So we'll see if he even plays uh, the guard for the Patriots. But I'm not sure if the Cowboys' whole line is, is healthy either. You know, I, I, I Biotis, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin going up against the front of the Patriots. These two teams are so similar. And, and I don't see Dallas is in this comeback spot. And I don't look at Dallas in that way, the McCarthy Dallas team, where, oh, they're going to, they're going to come back after losing a game. They shouldn't have lost. I don't see them like that. I, I don't see them looking kind of like that way. They don't have that mentality. Dallas should have things more buttoned up this week defensively. There's no question. They got out by Arizona, but they're vulnerable in the back end uh, if their pass rush doesn't get home. And their pass rush has to get home. And obviously I think it can. They have a great pass rush. On the offensive side of the ball, can Dak find someone else not named CeeDee Lamb? We know the strategy going into this is that the Patriots are going to try to take away CeeDee Lamb. Uh, it'd be nice if Jonathan Jones is playing. That would be great for the Patriots, the corner, but we'll see. And like I mentioned, the offensive line. By the way, This is a very rare spot for the Patriots. This early in the year, since Mac Jones has been in the league, they've only been underdogs of six and a half points or more twice. They covered both of those times. It was last year against Green Bay. they were nine and a half point dogs in Green Bay with Zappi and Hoyer, and they went to overtime. And then in 2021, when Brady came back, uh, they were, uh, I think, five and a half point dogs. or No, they were seven point dogs to Tampa at home. And they cover both of those numbers. They're seven-point dogs here. Matt, like I said, I don't like this game. It doesn't model in for me. But I think these two teams are just too similar to have seven points be given to the Patriots. I'm taking them.
1: This game, I, I was, I've was i been back and forth on this game all week. I immediately, like, I, I was kind of, I was on the Patriots from the start, thinking too many points. Um, but again, as you said, both, I think the injuries to both offensive lines have thrown me off here. Because, you know, so it seems like, Patriots are playing with two injured guards if they do play and the tackles are both out. Correct. And then you said there's three members of the uh, Cowboys line, including their entire left side of Martin and and Smith that are out. And so uh, I I said, I was on the Patriots, but they do. I I was getting a little bit more into looking into, into the trenches this week and looking at, um, pass rush win rate and pass block win rate. I mean, the Patriots are dead last in pass block win rate so far this year, which is just holding your block for two and a half seconds or more on the rush. And the Cowboys are number two. And, and it made me think like the Patriots have to move the ball a little bit, but I just think that the wheels can fall off, especially going on the road. It scares me a little bit. So I was convinced myself of the Cowboys. I was convinced myself of the Patriots. Um, And It just, you know, I don't want to, the And I don't want to fade the Cowboys after an embarrassing loss. It feels like, you know, if they win last week, this line's probably eight or nine, and then I'm all over the Patriots. Um, But, yeah, I I was getting convinced either side this week, and I just had to stay away.
0: They should play this game with the Reagan National Library. Battle conservative coaches. That's really what it is. (laughs) I mean, that's really what they should do. Uh, Number five.
1: Number five. uh, Maybe I think the power ratings will support this one um, because, again, I'm so impressed by this Browns defense and this one, Mm. this one has been difficult for me. And uh, I, you know, I think I'm fading a little bit of a a, a pros Joe side on this game, Um, but they're, they're just absolutely, I think they're legendary right now. Uh, They are number one, again, talking about in the trenches, they are number one in run stop win rate. They are number eight in pass rush win rate. Um, And I think that, you know, the Ravens also are very well at getting very elite at getting pass rush. Uh, they're higher up uh, than the Browns as far as their number six in pass rush win rate, but I think they've played a lot of injured and not so great offensive lines over the past few weeks uh, in, in the Ravens and and the the Ravens injuries just keep piling up. I They did. I, we're recording this Wednesday, which had more time to get some more practice reports because Linderbob and Staley did practice today, um, but you know, they've got two, those two guys the, the center of the left tackle didn't miss last week. And that's, a, that's a big one for us. I think if we had had that information, we might've been a little bit more on the Colts. If we we got to pay more attention to the guys who are out in these weeks. Um, and, and they're also piling up at the skill position with Rashad Bateman going down last week, OBJ. So now you're looking at, they have to run the ball with their, now they're down running backs as well. We are know Dobbins is done for the year. Uh, Gus Edwards, I think still has to clear concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, Hill is going to be back this game, but they could be starting Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake uh, to run the ball here for the Ravens this week. So I think that also the Ravens haven't quite gotten this Munkin offense rolling as well as they would like to, I think, at this point in the year. Um, They're not getting the ball to Mark Andrews. I don't know why. he. I think he only had four catches last week on like six targets. Um, I expect that obviously to go up now with some of the wide receivers going out. And and it was hard for me to to go against Lamar as an underdog. Lamar's an underdog. You know, this this trend goes against me. He's 11, 1 and 1 against the spread in his career. But again, I just think that in, in another one in the divisional game, we should be taking the dog here. Um, I do think this has gone up to three now. I did get two and a half uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, um, and it was out there, but I think I am going to have to take a three as far as the show goes. And like I said, 68% of the tickets on Baltimore, 60% of the money. So there is still, you know, some, shar- some sharps, I think, on my side with the Browns. Um, And I just hope that they can win a really gritty uh, AFC North game here. And I'm just going to keep riding this Browns defense until everybody maybe catches up on how elite they really are.
0: Well, the consensus line is three, but I just also looked at the Patriots Dallas game and the consensus line is now six and a half. So I I will re put in mine at six and a half because that's up to date. Uh, But as far as this game goes, you're right. The model does project Cleveland. I mean that we, we do like Cleveland in the spot. However, Again, like I said, I don't know who's playing for Baltimore, so I can't really put that in. Um, so I, I think Baltimore's probably a little bit more balanced in terms of offense and defense. This is very rare that Justin Tucker has missed a couple of kicks this year. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and and this game is one of the very few games that might involve the wind. Um, so I'm I'm uh, I'm skeptical. I don't know. I don't know what to say about this game and I think of this AFC North matchup and you're giving Lamar 3 points and it's right on the 3 that's where I'm having trouble because I feel like that number is really good. Now my, now again like I said I think the Browns do have value sure uh with this defense but can that continue is it sustainable? I think it's more sustainable than the Dolphins offense obviously but this Ravens team doesn't doesn't know and uh kind of how to play this game and I wonder what Schwartz will have for Lamar because he's played a banged-up Joe Burrow. They played Ryan Tannehill uh, the week before. I forget what the Browns played the week before that. Uh, Kenny Pickett the Steelers. Kenny, Kenny Pickett. So, okay. So this is a whole new ballgame, and I really like Lamar as a dog. So I, I have no opinion on this game. Yeah,
1: no, this one's tight. This one's just holding – I'm just like – Cleveland's my one team that I I just feel like I, I, I
0: got a, a decent pulse on this year. We'll see if it holds up, though. Okay, Matt, I didn't write any notes for this next game because I just want to discuss it. Because it's sick, it's gross, it's disgusting, but it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing, it's the good American thing to do. How can I look at this game and do nothing but fade the greatest scoring output of all time, like, uh, of the past 50 years? I I just have to, I, and I don't want to do it. I you maybe you might convince me to put a different game in here, but Buffalo minus three has got to be the pick. I I hate it. I absolutely despise it. But my model tells me Buffalo is a better team than Miami. Like I know people don't want to hear that, but right now they are. They're playing better than Miami on both sides of the football. Uh, Miami's defense is below average. It just is. It's below average. And McDermott, I think, is going to take a lot of, out of the Belichick book. I really do. I just cannot see them possibly looking at Staley and Vance Joseph and watching those two games and say that's what we got to do. Like I just, I don't believe that. I don't think McDermott's that stupid. Now, McDaniel's is a great coach, like obviously, and and I trust him more to get a scheme right. And I think if he, I think he will might be patient, run the football. I really do. And that that's what scares me, is that Miami will just run them to death because Buffalo's run defense has not been great. They're smaller up front uh, than most teams. Milano, Ed Oliver, those guys are not big dudes. But Josh Allen is, is, is doing whatever he wants. I mean, he's doing whatever he wants. I think the Jets is an outlier game. I think they, they, they really know how to play him really well. And The Jets' defense is fast. I don't think this Dolphins' defense is fast. I think the Dolphins' defense is suspect at best. I don't think they have a very good pass. Rush. I think Wilkins is maybe their best player on defense. Ramsey's still not there. You can – Howard can be exposed. Gabe Davis is playing a lot better. James Cook.
1: Phil just taking a step back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, agreed. And and then James Cook. I mean, they found a guy. They found their guy at running back. I I just like – I think the Bills – this sounds crazy, but I think the Bills can outscore the Dolphins. I really do.
1: Yeah, this one – I mean, I wasn't. There's no way I was stepping into Miami again. I mean, <laughs> it, again, it's it's absolutely like what you should do. Uh, you know, as far as being a professional, being a professional, which we are in this show, we are absolutely professional uh, <laughs> when it comes to to where we put our money. Uh, but yeah, I, I couldn't go against Miami again to this one. I think you are taking the the correct side as far as what you should do. And again, the, the rest, I think the recipe for this is is exactly like you said. The Bills need to be able to get up early. They need to be able to you know be up ten points. And and limit Miami from being able to control the clock. And then what the what they have to do on defense is is disrupt Tua from getting the ball out so fast. I mean, he is getting the ball out the quickest rate in the NFL right now. He is, you know, he's on time with everything. And they need to make him get to his second read. And I don't yes. know how you do that. I really don't know how you do that because, you know, there's not much you could do to stop Tyree kill. If he just runs underneath you, um, you know, you, you let him run underneath you all this time and you, you come up on him and then he's going to, they're going to take the top off on you. So they have to make him get to a second read and make to a hold onto that ball a little bit. And then they will be able to get home with their pass rush. Um,
0: how you do that. I do not know, but I think McDermott could have a for it. The dolphins haven't played a lot in the red zone this year. Uh, New England was the only team that could really get them in the red zone. They've had just had big plays If the Bills can get them in the red zone, the Bills – the only other team that's better than the Bills in the red zone on defense is the Browns, and that's only because the Browns haven't allowed red zone opportunities. They they haven't allowed any touchdowns because there's been, what, one red zone opportunity, so there's 0%. The Bills are 28% in the red zone uh, on defense, like second-best rate. So if they can make them stretch the field, make them dink and dunk their way down the field, even if Hill escapes, don't let them. Score. Like, you cannot let them score. You need to rally the ball. I mean, I think New England had the recipe for it. They just didn't have the talent offensively. Uh And I think the Bills do. So I'm on the Bills. They're going to remain my number one. If the Dolphins beat them, we'll look at the numbers, obviously. But that's going to be a huge paradigm shift. And and we did predict it. We did predict that the Dolphins were going to take this division. So um this is a hard one, but I'm going to take the Bills minus three.
1: I don't know i think you're on the right side another line that again could have got two and a half earlier this week but unfortunately yes. we are up to 3 already on wednesday here uh so you know lines are moving sharps are sharps are hitting those lines so again you're on the right side clearly the line's going you know uh, you know kind of a- against you but getting it at 3 getting it in it before if it does i don't i don't think it'll get to a hook i think this it settles but um on to number 4 in this one this one i don't like and this one i got to i got to get up to the, end of the line because it was bouncing all around as mm-hmm. i was prepping for this one Take Indianapolis and I think oh. right now,
0: oh, <laughs> okay, Uh-oh. okay,
1: oh, that means we got a head to head, I think. Uh, so Indianapolis right now Pick is them. plus one. I see, I'm seeing plus one and a half, and I saw, but yeah, if you're looking on action, what you're looking on, I saw them at uh, it was minus one earlier in the day when I started taking my notes. I see minus, minus a half, um, so I, I think. I think pick them is fine. And I think if we want to yeah. settle somewhere on a pick them, because I get in Connecticut, I'm seeing is, is plus one and a half, but I think we settle a lot of pick them here. Uh, Anthony Richardson practice today. He's trending towards playing, but the Indianapolis defense is actually playing very, very well this year. The defensive line has taken a huge step forward. Pay and Simpson, Epikom have played exceptionally well through a few weeks. I do worry again, there's a little bit of a Baltimore situation and they did play Baltimore last week when they were banged up. Um, and they play Jacksonville week one when they, they had not, you know, a complete offensive line, but they are getting, they are top 10 in both pass rush win rate and run stopping win rate. They're uh, eighth in pass rush uh, in fourth in run stopping. Uh, so they are keeping them in games. And then Anthony Richardson, I think, you know, brings a dynamic and I mean, Gardner Mitchell clearly got the job done plenty well last week, but uh I think that they can provide the same recipe that the Bengals did to the Rams on Monday night. I hate fading again. And this is another one. I'm fading the Monday night winner, it, it, you know, the Monday night loser, which is supposed to fade the Monday night winner. Um, and I know that's where your mantra is going to be coming from in a minute, but I think that they were exposed as far as how bad their offensive line is uh, in the Rams. I mean, the Rams are, I believe 30th in pass block win rate uh, so far this year. They are very, very poor, and they were exposed as far as cover Puka and make you know give them that those five yard underneath routes to him. But they were not able to move the ball at all. They started heating up Stafford. They were getting all up in his kitchen last week. So, and I think that Indianapolis can be able to do the same, and then hopefully just control the ball on offense, running the ball. Zach Moss has been a blessing for them coming back. Anthony Richardson is going to be able to run the RPO game with him. Uh, Michael Pittman's looking like a resurgent. He's had yet big catch last week and a couple big plays. So uh, I think that Indianapolis defense keeps them in this game um, at a pick uh, Go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong. Uh,
0: well, I just think, I think you're going back to an old friend. I, I, I'm not convinced that the Colts are very good at all. I'm convinced. Me either. The Colts, I'm convinced that the Colts are very lucky. That's, that's what I am. I mean, I watched that game last week the amount of times the Ravens fumbled the football, the missed Justin Tucker kick at the end of the game. Granted, yeah, 61 yards, but, I mean, he's got the leg for that. Like, the rarities that were going on, this isn't just a head-to-head, Matt. This is my number one play of the week is the Rams. I mean, I love the Rams this week. I like them much better at plus one, but because I had a stat on on McVay as an underdog against winning teams. But, I mean, this is – this is right up there. I don't understand it. I don't understand this line. I I just don't get it. I mean, and and the Rams have been good to me, so don't bite the hand that feeds you, baby. I mean, that's what you do. Ram one well, two and zero oh with the Rams this year. I got off them right at the right time. They pushed last week against the Bengals. I mean, they've been very good to us. So why do we keep riding? Why don't we keep riding the disrespect of Sean McVay? I mean, this is kind of disrespectful. I mean, in the line to the coach. Um, in in my estimation, I mentioned the like I think the Colts have been. I think the Action Network has that luck rating thing that, that we look at sometimes. Colts mm. are like third in that, and the Rams are like twenty six. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous what how much luck the, the Colts have had. Stafford's outstanding. I mean, Stafford's playing extraordinary. I, I, the the throws that he is making this year have been through keyholes. I've I've said that many times. And Nakua's is a great guy that they've had. I don't know this week. Uh, Cooper Cup's not eligible to come off the.
1: Next week they're expecting Next him back. Week,
0: okay, so so he's not going to play this week. But when the Rams have run the football, they were very effective. I don't know what they weren't doing. I don't understand why they weren't running the football more. They had five and a half yards of carry in a close game against the Bengals, and they just stopped running the football. I mean, I think they get back to it this week. Now they'll go to the fast track too. I think the fast track is going to help the Rams. I really do. And downhill passing, I think that's going to really be something. They can get back to it. Look. Even with their heavy passing team, Matt, they've squeezed teams out of scoring. They've squeezed them out. They're a top six team in time of possession. And and the Colts are a bottom six team in time of possession. I mean, the Colts haven't been able to hold on to the ball at all. I think the Rams can choke this game out, the run game. And and contrary to popular belief, I know that the Rams don't have much of a pass rush, but their secondary has been really good without a pass rush. They're second in the league in third-down defense. And they have really good stats in yards per in, in defensive yards per attempt and defensive pass rate. They've been really good like that. I was going to mention because they were plus one that McVay is an underdog versus teams with a winning record 10 6 and 1 against the spread, but he's obviously not a dog. He might be a dog still. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there will be a buyback on the Colts. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but again, ride that Monday night loser. I'll ride it all the way. I'm going to ride the Rams. Instead of riding the horseshoe up the keister of the Colts, who have been incredibly lucky, West Coast, Best Coast, I'm surprised you you, Matty Waves. Uh, the waves seem to be very much died down, and we're farming in Indiana. I'm taking the Rams pick'em. Yeah,
1: my first, my first instinct again when I kind of just take a first glance at the board before I dive in any numbers or anything like that. I, I same thing was Rams plus one and a half. What is this? This is so silly. But I don't know. I, I think that the Colts do have a. a I don't. I just. I really. Is Richardson
0: playing? That's the. That's the idea. He is practiced Richardson today. Gonna I play? think he's
1: going to play. And it, it, it's concussion. So if he's already practicing, that's. I mean, that's a really good sign that he's practicing Wednesday to get through concussion protocol. So I. I would. I would assume that he's going to play. Okay. Um. But again, that's when I all of a sudden I start seeing the line move, and I wondered if anything came out, and I'm like, the only news is positive news for Richardson. So I don't. Was it? Are they saying Gardner? Is highly, highly, higher rated than Anthony Richardson? I don't know. That's don't know. bothersome to me. Um, this one is, I mean, this one, I like that we were in a pickle, basically, you know, we're, we're just head to head yeah. on this. I think that I think that's where we settle this one. Uh, especially if we're going head to head and there's some ambiguity, ambiguity with the line. So, uh, my first instinct was Rams. And I think maybe that was, it just kind of went against the gut feel of uh, sometimes Joe public comes out when you first look at the, the, those Joe public feelings come out when you look at the board at first. And I had to, I had to fade that a little bit myself. So what, are,
0: what is the ticket and, 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 uh, and money count, do you know?
1: Because
0: uh, I, I, be, I know that the Rams were getting most of the tickets, and I do feel it, like I am
1: on the it, public side a little. Bit. That That's the other thing I don't like about this. The Rams have 84% of the tickets and 80% of the money. I mean, it's like everybody's on, Rams, everybody's on the Rams, everybody's on the Rams, everybody's on the Rams. And I don't think, again, I think that the Colts' defense has not been talked about yet. So I think the Colts' defense is stepping up in a big way because they've had talent. We've, we we did say at preseason that they have guys that are able to step up, and Abacom has been great. Uh, Quiddy Pay has been great, and then they've got the Forrest Buttner still. Um, so I mean, they, they've they got a really good front four with those three guys playing well. So, and like I said, really good on both sides as far as passing and run uh, run stopping. So, um, here we go head to head
0: part two. Head-to-head. All right. I don't feel good about head to heads. I hate them because Matt usually beats me, but we'll see where this one ends up. Number three, Matt.
1: Well, I said, I'm, I'm glad you didn't like save your number one for a big time like reveal because last week that did not work out. <laughs> that was <laughs> so, terrible. Let's just, like, I like you just got that right on the table here. Um, But hey, as I just said, I was fading the Monday Night Loser, which you're not supposed to do. We had two Monday Night games, so I can now mm-hmm. back the Monday Night Loser in the other game and I will take the Bucks plus three mm-hmm. and a half against the Saints. Again, I I think the Bucks and Baker played pretty well. But Baker definitely had nerves in the beginning of that game. The first two drives, he sailed a couple of throws that like could have been house calls. Uh, he overthrew. I think it was uh, Thompson or Tompkins. Uh, he had him on a couple of plays that I mean, he would have waltzed right into the end zone. Uh, Mike Evans had a couple dropsies on like pivotal third downs where Baker's been so good this year. We talked about that last week. How how elite he has been playing. You know, making the right calls, making the right decisions. And the Eagles defensive front looked like everything that we're supposed to see out of the Eagles defensive front last week. They were tearing apart the Bucs offensive line, which has been good. And I think that they are able to play well again in the Saints defense. I'm not quite sure that I think their numbers are a little bit inflated because if we want to talk about who the Browns played the first three weeks, not being so great. The Saints, the first three weeks have played Ryan Tannehill as well on that list. Ryan Tannehill is going to get shots left, right, and center in this show. Bryce Young and Jordan Love last week without Christian Watson is number one wide receiver. So I think that their passing attack also again on a fast track indoors this week, going into the Superdome. And these divisional dogs, I again, I I did not get the 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 stat on this, but divisional dogs over the past five years have covered, you know, road home, regardless, are covering at about 55% um in any in individual matchups. Uh give or take. I, I didn't get that quite right. But Uh, I do think it's going to come down to are they able to move the ball through the air? The Bucs able to move the ball through the air because it is a strength on strength matchup there. The Bucs want to throw the ball. They are the worst in the league at running the ball. They are averaging 2.8 yards per attempt. But the Saints are giving up 4.5 yards per attempt, which is bottom 10 in the NFL. So Mm. it is a strength on strength here. And then, like I said, the divisional game factors in. And it's Jameis Winston this week. Jameis Winston, as a favorite, giving up the hook. Uh, again, this was at three and this popped to three and a half. I hope it's still at three and a half by the time the sh- show comes out and people don't think we're faulty with the lines again. But um, when this popped up to uh, the hook, I think that Baker playing in a, a not a primetime game in a divisional matchup against Jameis Winston, I will take them to keep this one close.
0: So this is in my leans uh, because I think Tampa is the better team. Uh, yeah. and, and I think my numbers reflect that. I, I, uh, I was happy
1: to see them at 14. in your power
0: powering. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think those teams that are like 11 through 18 are more so teams that are not horrible at something. You know, like their offense isn't horrible. Their defense isn't horrible. They're either above average or slightly below average or somewhere in that area uh at something and and the, as good as the Saints are on defense their offense sucks i mean they are horrible horrible on offense horrible uh so so that's kind of a, a spot for me is i think this number is a good number and that's why it wasn't necessarily in my in my five because i think the number is is close uh but i do like the bucks i do think the bucks definitely can win this game outright no question about that i think they can do that the question is can the Bucs win this game outright without scoring 20 points? Because the Saints have not given up 20 points in 11 games, so that defense has been consistent. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's going to be a little bit difficult. How good is the Bucks defense? That's my question. Is their D line going to show up this week? You know that that's my big question and my big. So I think the line is fair. That's what I would say. But again, I do lean Bucks.
1: So. Yeah, like I said I love the hook. The hook, the hook got me there because the it was, there was there was a couple nasty. And I was I might have if it wasn't for the hook, I might have been on Dallas minus six and a half this week. So I think I'm I'm happy the hook came through just in time.
0: Fantastic, I, I'm glad it came through for you because I'm taking a hook and the other one. Call me Captain Hook because I'm abandoning ship, and this is gross, but I'm plugging my nose. I'm abandoning ship on one end. And I'm going back to one of our old favorites. and the Play the hits, baby. An old cat dog at home. Carolina plus three and a half at home against the Vikings. I, I hate it. I'm abandoning ship, Matt. I'm abandoning ship. I'm done. I'm off the Viking boat. But the, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to come back to this. I'm actually more comfortable with Andy Dalton at the helm than I am with Bryce Young. I really, am. I don't, I think they're handcuffing the kid. I really do. Go
1: Before ahead. we get into this, Bryce Young's trending to play this week. Do oh, yeah, Do we want to make this?
0: Do we That makes make me change? feel awful. That makes because me feel awful. The line,
1: again, to talk about lines changing as I was looking at news coming out. The line did tick up this afternoon when good news came out about Bryce Young starting. Because I do oh, think it's four that it and a half up, now. That's what I'm saying. It, it went up a lot because they're like, oh, Bryce Young's starting.
0: And it moved like a full point and a half. I must have just not seen that it's four and a half now I mean I'm getting a full extra point I'm taking it I, I, I no right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be with it I, I I don't trust the Vikings nope I'm done I'm not gonna do it anymore because Matt they don't take care of the football they just don't do it they flat out just do not understand how to take care of the football they're the worst, worst they have the worst turnover differential in the National Football League I mean it's awful it's awful they cannot that the amount of fumbles like I, thank God, I mean, Cam Akers is coming over for them. I, I don't know if he's going to be able to hang on to it either. I don't know. Like, I, I think their offense is great. Their defense is terrible. Their defense is terrible. I think the Panthers, the Panthers, by my power range, should be favored in this game. By my power range. That, that's how that's how strongly I was on the Panthers because the Panthers have a slightly above average defense. Uh, their offense, their offense obviously has a lot of issues, but the Vikings' defense is such a sieve especially in the back end. They have nobody that can cover anyone. Adam Thielen revenge game, maybe. I, I, I'm not going to say it, but, you know, if it happens, let them know I said it. Uh, but I, I think really, I do, I think I think that they can operate this, and I think they just need to get back to first principles. Run the dang ball, man. Run the de- – like 58 passes, 58 passes for Andy Dalton. I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Miles Sanders, you gave him $12 million a year. Let him make his money, brother. Let him make his money. They're going to have problems with Jefferson. I think that's a, that's a clear issue, Uh, but the Vikings, again, they falter in the red zone. They again, don't take care of the football. They just don't do it. And I'm not going to trust a team that doesn't know how to take care of the football. I think the Carolina Panthers are at home. I think a lot of things are going to bounce their way here in this game. Um, I, I was much more comfortable with Andy Dalton. I'm not going to lie, but Matt, I I, I look at the – is this a pros-joes game? Because last time I looked, 73% of tickets were on Minnesota. So uh, I imagine that the Panthers are getting in the money. Uh, a
1: slight, slight tilt in the money. It's it's 69% to Minnesota on the tickets, 66% to Minnesota on the money So kind of in a weird middling area, like a little bit of a little buyback on the the Panthers. But again, that line ticking up. And again, I I agree with you. I think that running the ball is what they're supposed to do. Their offensive line is not very good, Dan. They are 32nd in run block win rate. They are are dead last in run block win rate. What
0: pass rush are they dealing with? What run defense are they dealing with? I mean, like we're we're talking about the Vikings. I mean, I'm not, are we scared of the Vikings defense? No, I mean, but I, I think again. I, I actually think this is a, a really good buy low spot in the Vikings.
1: I was almost, I, I really? was almost, I was almost in on the Vikings this week. I, I really was. Vikings, I think that yes. I think eventually that they've got to win a game. Kirk Cousins is leading the league in passing yards. I mean, eventually they will what win is, a game. with being able to air it out, and again, you said Carolina has an above average defense. I think that they are average to below average guess. Okay,
0: fair enough. Uh, Stat since twenty eighteen. Teams that are favored by at least three points on the road that are on a three-game losing streak or more are 6-11 ATS, 35%, in that same scenario where they play a team that is on a three-game losing streak. The favorite's 3-6 and six, since 2018, 3-6. Not a huge sample size, but again, that's 33%, 6-11 ATS when – a team is on a three game losing streak and are favored by three points or more. So that's where I'm sitting here having the Vikings. And uh, I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to hold my nose. I'm going to plug yeah. it. I'm going to take that home cat dog, baby.
1: Yeah, that game's gross. That game's gross and you know it. So it's, it's perfectly fine. That's got to be one, on of the, in the corner. one of the two that you said you hate. I hate. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I hate. That, I only like. Be-
0: I only like two of my picks this week, and I already said the Rams. So go ahead, number number. Uh, what do we number two here? Now go no, number
1: two. Talk about getting back to the principles. Fade a Monday night winner, and back the underdog goat. The Bengals snuck out with the win last week. We are taking the Titans plus two and a half here. We got to get back on. This is the first time of that on Vrabel this year. I mean, it's week four, I haven't been <laughs> on Vrabel yet this year. I mean, come on. Um, I, I mean, again, I think the Bengals the got got out of that game by by noticing a weakness in the Rams' offensive line, and they just brought everybody up in the box. You said the Rams refused to run the ball last week, and I really don't know why. They had great success doing it, but they just refused to run the ball, uh, and they put the ball in Stafford's hands constantly. Um, and I think that uh, the Titans are going to be able to stop the run this week. They are really good at uh, an elite run-stopping defense. And it's going to be a matter if Joe Burrow is able to be mobile enough now on short rest coming off a Monday night game where he clearly is hobbled and clearly not himself. Um, They got Jamar Chase going, but it was all it was mostly underneath stuff, except for one deep shot touchdown where they kind of beat him on a little little play action boot um, where where he did get behind the defense on one play uh, and got a little bit of yak going on. But I think that the Tennessee Titans are going to be able to. Stop them from running the ball, and they're going to make Joe Burrow. They're going to get him into third and longs, uh, make him have to be back there, and they they have to run out of the shotgun. He can't run out of center. I think this is exactly the kind of thing that Vrabel can spot a weakness and game plan his defense to take advantage of this. And, and the, the Bengals out, outside of last week are not getting home at a very good rate. Uh, they're 21st in pass rush and run-stopping win rate. Um, on the defensive line. Like I said, I think they were able to take advantage. And, and Rumo just dialed up a bunch of heat last week. And I don't know if that's gonna work. Derrick Henry hasn't quite been himself. That really is making me nervous. He has not mm. been elite. Uh, and he might be hitting that cliff finally. Uh, but again, I still think he's got enough juice uh here as we get into the colder months when Derrick Henry takes over that he can control the clock enough in this game. And they gotta they got this is gonna be dirty. I feel like this is, you know. Uh, cover this game maybe maybe win it outright but cover this game at like 19 to 17.
0: Mm. Mm. yeah he's not playing enough he's, he's getting, getting... out snapped for the I think all oh, uh, two out of three weeks? Yeah I mean I don't think he has any rhythm I think that's the issue. You're right first principles and I hate to do this to because this, we had such a bad week last week but this is a mind mouth. Uh Tennessee plus two and a half. I love this one. Mike Vrabel, home dog hit me with it Uh, You mentioned it. I mean, McVay's unit had five and a half yards per carry against them, and they just stopped running the football. Henry should be able to 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 run it in this front. I mean, they should be able to do it. Um, Now, obviously, they got to be better. They're much better at protecting Tannehill. But again, is Tannehill going to make the mistakes? Like that's what I worry about. I look at from the offensive perspective of Tennessee because I have no issues with the Tennessee defense whatsoever. I think they're great. The Bengals have one of the lowest pressure rates in the league. They don't get any pressure at all. They did on on Monday night, but they still are really, really low. Rabel's got to take the ball out of Tannehill's hands. Let Henry and the defense win this game. Cincinnati's offense, still bottom six in passer rating, completion percentage, yards per attempt, yards rushing per game. It's not good. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that was was what it was. I'm not sure they're there. This is a prove – your worthy kind of game that I think Vrabel responds to. This is a classic spot where people doubt him, and he and he rises to the occasion. Tennessee's not my number one play, but for all intents and purposes, right now, they're my number one play. Tennessee plus two and a half.
1: All right, let's see if we can get the mind melts back on track. We can't Come have half, can't have half the board be mind melts, but I, hey, I like I like one as an elite play.
0: If if you're gonna have a mind melt, why not on Mike Vrabel? Right. I mean, that's
1: the guy we want. And so now here comes my number one. So that you're, you're through all your picks, right? Yeah, I punted I'm here. Through. So, yep. and I don't know if we've ever really done this as far as back to back in the number one spot. And it might be a sickness. I told you I got a sickness, but we got to take the Houston Texans plus three points oh. at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are just so good. I mean, they are the defense has really stepped up in a big way. Talk more about the trenches, Matt. Okay. I will. They are number one in pass rush win rate right now. Like I said, Will Anderson is coming to the league hot and he is getting after the quarterback at every chance he has Uh, their offensive line has been a little bit of a struggle, but I think that it's, I think they're going to be able to contain why. And again, Steelers got incredibly lucky last week. They clearly they win games when they win the turnover battle by three. I mean, they had three picks against uh against Jimmy G last week. And uh they won the same game against the Browns where they had two defensive
0: touchdowns
1: against them. CJ Stroud is looking great. Will Anderson looking great. Uh clearly, I think one of the best draft classes, Tank Dell, looking great. Uh Houston really won the draft last year as far as this point this season. And I just think that. Kenny Pickett also made look like he got things together last week. I think the Raiders defense is no good at all. I mean, they got no pressure on him at all. The, the offensive line still not very good in in Pittsburgh. And I think that, again, it's a little bit of team chaos that, we're, you know, they have Max Crosby. Yes, he's a good pass rusher by himself. But as a team, they don't get very good rate uh, pressure. Um, weeks one and two, uh, Kenny Pickett was sacked. Five times week one, two times a week two. He was uh, hurried 14 times week one with the Browns and hurried three times week two. Last week, only sacked once, only hurried once uh, against the Raiders, which allowed him a full extra second in the pocket. And I think that is the only way that this Pittsburgh offense runs. They need to give Kenny time. He had four and a half seconds in the pocket last week, which is just an eternity back there. And that's how they're able to move the balls when they get the ball downfield to Pickens and then get that ball downfield to Austin. They cannot run the ball. They are dead last in run block win rate so far this year. And we've known that. And I don't know if it's Najee Harris or if it's just the offensive line, but uh, if they can hurry him up and again, they are getting elite pressure so far this year, get him back down to where he was at in weeks one and two, where he had uh, two and a half seconds in the pocket, uh, 2.2 seconds in the pocket uh, in those first couple of weeks. I think that he's going to struggle again. And I think they were able to get enough done on offense, especially and like I said, and this is the time to go against Tomlin. He's a favorite on the road. This is when he is not very good. We like to back him as a dog, no matter where they are, but being a three point favorite on the road, I got to take the Texans here. That it's my new favorite team, Dan. I know. I uh,
0: Trust me. I know. Um, I just love the AFC South this week. I I really My issue with this game is this I think the number is very fair Steelers should be a three point favorite I I think that that's exactly right And my first instinct 100% was Houston We gotta take Houston here They're dogs, Tomlin, all that stuff But I I don't want to prematurely detonate On Pittsburgh Just because they're a favorite now uh, they're a favorite for a reason I actually think that Houston's defense Is a little overrated uh, In the way they've been going about things uh, And the offenses they've gone on Now this offense isn't very good Obviously uh, You know, there's that But nothing rattles a rookie quarterback More than pressure And Pittsburgh just does that Better than anybody I mean, they just they just do And I you mentioned just Yes, their offensive line is not Necessarily the greatest, but yeah, they might be getting healthy. This that that is a major problem against the Steelers, and it has won the Steelers games. Like say what you will, the the D line has won the Steelers games at the end of the day. And I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon. Of, okay, Tomlin's not a fa- not a, not an underdog this week. We got to go against. I don't. I I just I feel a little premature with just that notion. To say that they're going to go down to Houston and they're not going to cover three points. and to me, it's it it, it does their model wise, sure, and the numbers wise says like yeah, the Steelers should be favored, but maybe not by three. I'm not sure I trust it yet with the data points. I, I I'm gonna go. I'm 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 not on this game. It's too close. Another
1: primetime winner we're fading as well. Another prime That's time. Fair. So, That's fair. So you problem. know, thing there. I certainly TJ Watt scares the hell out of me. Just you know, I and. Then, uh, was it Highsmith?
0: Yes. They scare the hell out of me.
1: I get it, but we just we got to buy in. We got to believe. We got to believe in, in.
0: something. <laughs> believe in something. Yeah, there you go. I mean, and believe in D'Amico. That's that's what you're believing. D'Amico, don't, Ryan's and D'Amico.
1: don't have a single line this week above three and a half points. I mean, everything is. Tight, tight, tight. Walking
0: the tight wire this week. You won't take. You won't take. I would be interested to see what you have with leans, though, because I, I am, I am very interested in that. I'll just give you mine really quick before you do. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, Tampa was in my leans. That's hundred percent in. Atlanta Falcons. Uh, they're in my leans, and I hate it. They were the one that I was going to switch out the Patriots for, I, but they're in London against the Jags. Yeah, not sure. Um, Seattle was in my lanes on Monday night against the Giants. Um, Again, not one that I feel, but my numbers say, like, Seattle should be favored. I mean, I don't know why the Giants are favored. I I have no idea. The Giants are horrible. I mean, on both sides of the ball, they're horrible. Matt, I I just think they're imploding. I would take Kansas City. I don't care what you say. Like, you, there's nothing that you can convince me to take the Jets, cost 10 like I would be all over Kansas. I think Kansas City will destroy them. With, not even about Mahomes, their defense. I if their defense is that good, they're a top five defense in my ratings. They're going to destroy them. They're going to destroy the Jets.
1: No, that was my thought too. it again, it's it's like no, it's we're not even talking about Mahomes. It's how good the Kansas City defense has been, and Zach Wilson's going to have nightmares uh, going against them. But again, I, I actually I worry a little bit of. <sighs> Kelsey should eat because Sauce Gardner is going to be, you know, be able to play on the outside unless they move it in to cover Kelsey. But like the lack, of wide cr- re- the lack of wide receivers just bothers me still with Kansas City. I do think that is going to come back. There's going to be big games this year. We saw it week one. There's going to be big games where they should be winning, and then their wide receivers just cannot catch the ball. Um, and and Kelsey is going to really be the only guy. Kelsey McKinnon uh, are the two most reliable pass catchers on that team, and neither of them play wide receivers. So that scares me with them. Uh, I am right there with the Atlanta Jacksonville really good at stopping the runs up though. So far this year, the one good thing their defense has been doing is stopping the run. Uh, and it scares me a little bit, you know, kind of home field advantage with Jacksonville, how familiar they are with playing, uh, in London. But, uh, and then another, uh, like I said, Dallas, New England, I could, you could convince me of either side in that one. And I would probably <laughs> bet it come Sunday. Um, Washington plus eight and a half.
0: Get out! No, I know, I know, Uh. I know, I know. Because you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because Hurts at home is really good. On the road, yes. This is at home. I I think this is a eagle smash. A little bit like they were almost in my leans too.
1: Just, just I'm going to earmark when Washington is at home against Philly later in the year. We're going to take that one. um But again, it's like Washington. They win with getting home on the defensive line. Good luck with that on the Eagles. And, again, the Eagles' defensive line, again, I can't let Monday night affect my brain too much, but they they were just ruining them. And after after we saw what Buffalo did to that offensive line last week, that that offensive line for Washington is one of the worst in the league. So uh, it might be really hard for them to move the ball. And Sam Howell cannot get the ball out quick at all. He cannot get the ball out, Dan. So that one kept me off of them. Uh, But those were my first two out was also Atlanta and Washington.
0: Real quick, just a quick one. Where's your lean on Cardinals plus 14 against the Niners?
1: God, I think you got to take the Cardinals again. I think you would have to take the Cardinals again, but it, it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, they're elite defense. It's like, well, they just whooped the Cowboys last week. So, I mean, I, well, I don't see a problem there, but again, I do think the Niners are a step
0: above the Cowboys. I, I do too. And, and my first inclination was Cardinals too. And then I ran the numbers and I'm like, what do you 49ers have like 49ers might be the most efficient offense most efficient offense in the league and their defense is is better was it supposed to be
1: like 18 or 19 points in your it was
0: that. i think it was above that i you think know, it was just something crazy like 24. <laughs> you remember the extreme extremes. ends, extreme extremes. ends. <laughs> yeah so you know it's not and the cardinals have a good offense their defense is is still not very good
1: right um, right and again so, they could they could just the 49ers could just run the ball control the clock they can have like 40 minutes of 45 minutes of time of possession in that game. You know what I mean? Like they could just right. absolutely
0: dominate on that front. So right. Let's get to the specials. Uh one game. Just one game that has weather involved. And like I mentioned it before, it's Cleveland. Uh and and this is a divisional game in the AFC North. So why not? It's 40 and a half. It's low, but these low totals keep hitting. So I'm gonna trust defense in this game. Uh I'm gonna trust the Ravens to not take care of the football. I'm gonna trust the Browns to be an average offense and their defense to be elite. Uh, 73 degrees. Intervals between sunshine and clouds, but the winds are 10 to 15 miles an hour. I mean, it's not that much, but it is there. And maybe that affects some kicks. Uh, Browns don't have a very good kicker. Tucker's great, but he's been missing some kicks. I'm going to take the Browns and the Ravens under 40 and a half in a windy Lake Erie spot in Cleveland on Sunday. Let's make some magic. Uh, obviously, you know, we got close, we got close, we got close, and then bang, we got punched right in the nose. Nowhere close. Yeah, nowhere close on um, last week. So uh, there's some great opportunities here, and there's some short dogs, but there's also some long dogs that you might be able to, you know, sneak in there. So what do we got?
1: No, we're, we're aiming short this week. Um, Tampa's definitely in there. So let's, let's just say that right off the Tampa. right off the like rip. Tampa, Tampa's in there at plus 140. I'm going to ask for help here on this one. My first instinct was Texans. I do agree that I might be stepping in it, though. We're getting a little too rich. Mm. Do we throw Ravens in there? Do we throw the Titans I in there? Do like that? It's short. It's not a lot, but we got to get on the board here, and this would get us right back to even. Do we do Bucks plus 140, Titans plus 114? That still gets us plus 415. Gets us right back to even, or like, above even.
0: Above even. I do like that. I also would not hate Atlanta. I think at, No, I, I'm not doing it.
1: I really think Jacksonville, I think they're gonna be able to stop the run. I I think they are okay. And and Ritter, um Ritter's so bad. I Heineke's <laughs> Heineke by
0: week seven at the latest. What would be the one maybe above three dog that you would throw in there? Maybe. Pats. It would be the Pats, honestly. If if I had to take yeah. a shot, but that's I, not a bad one either. That was well, again. I don't know because no, because they're I, I not going they to win that game. game. No, they're no, they they're not going to win it. Yeah, they'll screw it up at the end like they
1: always I, do. I'm certainly not taking the Raiders. I'm certainly not taking the Jets. Um, I'm certainly not taking the Bears against the Broncos. That no, don't I, even I think,
0: mention that game.
1: I think we go. I I like. I think Vrabel actually has a lot more okay. chance to win that game outright. So we're going to go Titans, Tampa plus four fifteen. Back to back weeks with the Bucks.
0: Okay.
1: Alright. Titans they clearly weren't the problem last week. I mean, they <laughs> lost, but they weren't the problem.
0: They weren't the problem. Well, we know who the problem was. Uh, Titans. I can't. I mean, we both like Buffalo a little bit. I do a lot. You think it's the right side, so You're not going Miami, which is interesting. No,
1: that we. Yeah, I mean that that's there, but I can't. I just can't. I'm staying so far away from that game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Understand. So Titans and Bucks, the magic money line parlay, Lewis? We screwed you last week, so I almost want to wipe it clean, but we'll just keep it.
2: Well, just give me an asterisk. We'll, we'll give just, you an asterisk. That's it. Asterisk. Yeah.
0: What are we talking about Monday? Like, what is all the shows? Uh, where are we going?
2: I know where we're going, but there's a couple I want to talk about first. It's, uh, uh, first, uh, London calling the Jaguars minus three. Duval in London. Uh, the current record in London is four and five, so it would be cool if they got to five and five. But the problem is, most of the games that they've won have only been by three. So, if they win, watch it push. And if I'm right on that, I want that Astros taken off. I want the loss taken off, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we will give like you a push. To take the loss that, Sam. <laughs> I, I. The Broncos can't lose this game, right? <laughs> the Broncos can't lose to the Bears, right? Oh, they can't. Oh, they can't.
0: Really want to go there?
2: They I want to yeah. go Their there. Defense is so, is so bad. bad. I want to go there so bad, but it's almost like I, I I don't think I can. I can't. And you got minus three and a half. I, I can't touch that one. Uh let's see. You guys like Tennessee. I don't like that at all. I think Joe Burrow hobbled or not. The Bengals are just better. Uh Ryan Tannehill still playing quarterback. Derrick Henry can't get going. Tough. That's a tough one. Uh I like the Bucks. You guys said the Bucks. Uh Dan, I like the Rams with you. Hmm. Not sure about the Colts. I, it's a pick them. So I guess, yeah, whatever happens in that one could happen. Uh, I like the Patriots plus seven. Oh, I, knew, I
1: knew that was good. I
2: really do. But the Chiefs are going to absolutely beat <laughs> off of the Jets. And all next week, I'm going to have to hear uh, what are we doing? What do, we have to make a move before the season is like before we get to the uh the bye week, we got to do something. It's going to be a bloodbath, it might be really, really, really bad. I think,
0: Lou, I think this is the perfect bet the narrative. You want to know why? Because they'll be playing that welcome to New York song by Taylor Swift all throughout the stadium with her in New York in that building watching Travis Kelly. I mean, is there a worse story? For football, then Taylor Swift. I mean, I can't take it. I'm I already
1: so sick of it.
0: Hate it. I can't. I, whatever. If you like Taylor Swift, more power to you. But my God, as a football fan, I do not care.
1: I, I have nothing wrong with Taylor Swift, but when we're the first question asked to Patrick Mahomes after a game is Did you throw Kelsey a touchdown because Taylor Swift was watching up in the box? We can't have it.
0: Oh. It it's, it's absolutely has to have Kelsey will have six touchdowns in this game, and the Jets will lose by 40. And Taylor Swift will walk onto the field at midfield <laughs> with that Travis Kelsey jersey on and post the greatest Instagram, most liked Instagram post of all time.
2: <laughs> I've seen so many jokes of nobody knew who Travis Kelsey was before he started dating Taylor Swift, and I want to pull my hair out. But uh, I'm going to pull my hair out a little bit more uh, Sunday night. This is going to get ugly. This is ugly really quick. And, and guess what? If if the bet the narrative doesn't come true and the Jets actually cover, maybe I do have something to look forward to. We're not going to win. That's just not going to happen at all. But it, they're gonna. it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be off by halftime for almost everybody. I'm telling you right now.
1: I, I forgot that it's the Sunday night game and we're not in the flexible area yet. I think next week it starts we could flex. I mean, that's just – obviously, it was supposed to be Rodgers and the Holmes, but not quite the same.
2: No. It's almost
0: sad. It's almost sad that they, they, they won't move this game. I mean mm-hmm. it, it really
2: is. And all morning long on Monday, you're gonna have Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp and every
0: Rainnberg, other. Time. And be and
2: it's just gonna it's gonna be so bad. It's yeah. it's gonna be awful. And I, do we think uh Zach Wilson's getting benched for uh old uh, Trevor Simeon? That's uh <laughs> I,
1: I I was gonna say what's really gonna come down to is what Salah says in his press conference. Afterwards, when they lose, and if it's we're still sticking by Zach, there might be just oh, going to be a
2: revolt. Yeah, if it gets that, it might be over. It, it might be done. It might be time to oh, wrap it sure. up.
1: If he backs him again, it's a problem. It can't. It's done. You're gonna
2: have guys sitting out the next game. It, it'll be over. Yeah. So I agree. Uh,
0: that's uh, on. Great one. Great bet the narrative. Great bet the narrative. Uh, I, I really, like, really like the, the Chiefs this week a lot. Uh That's it. And that's all. The final Sunday of September. For us here. So we will be moving to October football next week in week number five. maddie real quick, we never do this, so we gotta do a rundown. Let's let's have it your picks for week four.
1: Uh we got Cleveland minus three at home against Baltimore, uh divisional matchup. We have Indianapolis at home minus or at a pick'em uh in a head-to-head with Danny Boy. Uh, Against the Rams, Uh, Bucks plus three and a half going on the road to New Orleans against the Jameis Winston Saints. Mike Vrabel, home dog, plus two and a half against Cincinnati. And we're right back with the Houston Texans plus three, another (laughs) home dog against the Stillers.
0: Beautiful. Uh, New England plus six and a half at Dallas. Now down to six and a half. Get seven if you can. Buffalo minus three against the Miami Dolphins. We're stepping in front of the train once more uh, for a second straight week. Abandoning the ship with the Vikings, taking the Panthers plus four and a half. Don't know who's playing quarterback, plugging your nose and doing it. Uh love Rayball and the Titans plus two and a half with their only mind meld against the Bengals. And head to head, like you said, I'm taking Stafford and McVay and the boys, the Rams heading to Indianapolis on the fast track. Pick them against the Colts. The Magic Moneyline parlay is Tampa Bay and Tennessee. I believe it's plus four ten, you said four fifteen. Four fifteen. Plus four fifteen. Uh, the under the weather is Baltimore and Cleveland under 40.5. And the bet the narrative Chiefs minus nine. And a half. That's it. And that's all. We will move on to week number five next week. And we'll be a quarter of the way through the season. Buys start next week. So get your fantasy set up. If you got your quarterback out next week, make sure you got it this week. Get it done. I already picked up golf for next week, so Herbert's out, so I'm okay with that. He's the only guy available. Uh, but make sure you do that. Buys are next week, so we will only have a few games to pick from short board, Maddie. But we'll see how we can do it next week.
1: I got a quarterback on my bench named Justin Fields. If you're interested,
0: yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass because I don't know who that is anymore. Uh, the <laughs> the Sunday card is always available on Twitter at on Twitter for the picks, uh, usually at 11:30 or sorry 12:30. On Sunday morning, so get that. Uh, and on Sports Country Radio on Saturdays and Sundays, you can look at the times there on Twitter at the Sunday Card. Follow us all over the social medias for Maddie Ice, Maddie C. Matt Silver, The Amphora, Steam Producer, Lemon Pepper, Lou Pericone. I am Dan Zampano. See you next week on the Sunday Card. The Sunday Card podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zimpano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11am, 3pm and 5pm on Saturdays and again at 11:30am on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at the Sunday Card. And remember If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.